Hello, starseeds, lightworkers, and lovers of all things spiritual. I'm Ashley Michelle, your resident witch, lightworker, starseed activator, and your host of The Goddess Complex, the podcast where we go deep into taboo topics and esoteric ideas within the spiritual community in order to ignite the lightworker within you. Stay tuned for today's episode. As always, it's a juicy one. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to episode one of The Goddess Complex. Uh, I am so excited to be here on this new platform. I am so excited to see what sorts of magic we can make on this new platform. And above all, I am so excited to have you here listening to me talk all things astrology, tarot, esoteric, eccentric, everything. I am so excited and I'm so ready. So Let's get into it. Our very first episode is about something near and dear to my heart. We are talking about Jupiter entering Pisces. So yeah, Jupiter entered Pisces a couple of weeks ago by the time you're listening to this, specifically on the 28th of December. And we love Jupiter. We fuck with Jupiter, and I'm going to tell you why. So Jupiter is this big, boisterous, fun-loving, guided-by-faith sort of planet. And wherever you find Jupiter in your birth chart, you find endless amounts of love and luck and inquisitiveness. Inquisitiveness? Let's go with it. Inquisitiveness. You find an area of your soul, because your your birth chart is the blueprint of your soul. You find an area of your soul where there is so much room for expansion and growth and becomingness, right? So, Wherever you find Jupiter, you find harmony is really what I'm getting at. And Jupiter um, is the old school, as I like to say, ruler of Pisces. So there are, I'd say, two main sects of Western astrology. And it's modern and traditional. And if you all, listeners out there, want me to go deeper into those different parts of Western astrology or just the different types of astrology, I would love to comment down below and let me know. And I will create that. But in Western astrology, you've got modern astrology and traditional astrology. And traditional astrology is the old ways of doing things. It's the way that 
the Greeks and the Romans and everybody before there was even time used to look at the stars. And and one of those little bits of traditional astrology is that we only worked with the planets up to Saturn. It was before the generational planets were even a thought or discovered. And astrology worked in that way for ever, forever. So many astrologers today will still stick with those first first few planets, right? Up to Saturn. They won't even count Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. In my work, I I do a little bit of both, if that makes sense. So that is to say, Pisces, along with a few other signs, uh, Pisces, Scorpio is one of them. They have two rulers, co-rulers, if you will. Pisces, and Pisces, Neptune, and Jupiter are all together in a song and dance. Neptune and Jupiter are co-rulers of Pisces. To say it another way, Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces, and Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces. So I hope that makes sense, and I hope that's clear. Now, with that being said... This is a good thing. <laughs> With that being said, these two share energy like peanut butter and jelly, Pisces and Jupiter. They just get each other. There isn't a tug of war to see whose dick is bigger. There isn't a fight to see who can get to the top quicker. They just see each other and they work in harmony in unison together. Okay? So Jupiter entering Pisces is like, the best thing that we could have aside from Jupiter being in Sagittarius, his home sign. So um, let's talk a little bit about what Jupiter is going to be doing this year in the sign of Pisces. So Jupiter changes signs about once a year. If you ever get an astrological forecast done or any sort of forecasting for the year, whether it be in the beginning of a new year or whether it be um, on a birthday or anything like that. If you ever get an astrological forecast done, you want the astrologer to look at what your Jupiter is doing. You want the astrologer to look at what your Jupiter is doing. You want to know what Jupiter is doing, what house Jupiter is going to be transiting for you, what sign whole nine, because in that area, in that area, you're going to be experiencing abundance, tons of abundance. So Jupiter will be in Pisces from December 28th until give or take May 10th, 2022. And when I say give or take, plus or minus a day, right? So most, uh, about half the year, we're experiencing Jupiter in Pisces, this leveling up, this spiritual upgrade in our awareness. After May 10th of 2022... Jupiter spends some time in Aries. So Jupiter moves into Aries. Now, Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac and Aries is the first. So the Zodiac wheel of time moves from Aries all the way through to Pisces. So Jupiter trans transits Pisces and moves into Aries for a little bit, but only for a couple months, only to move retrograde 
taking a pause, stop and rewinding a little bit, going back to those Pisces ideals and, and ways of living life, Jupiter uh, retrogrades back into Pisces on October 28th of 2022, and then fully makes his move into Aries on December 20th of 2022. So what does that mean for you? Let's first break down Jupiter and Pisces and what they look like by themselves. So some key words to think up when, or to think of when you're thinking of Jupiter and Pisces or Jupiter in general, when you think of the planet, good luck, optimism, success, generosity, joy. One of my favorite analogies to use for Jupiter is that Santa Claus Santa Claus has to be a Sag or ruled by Jupiter in some way. That jolly, boombastic energy of Jupiter and Santa Claus are one and the same. Uh, Jupiter strives for knowledge, uh, learning, honesty. Jupiter is a truth seeker, and we'll get back to that in a little bit, but we're going to put a pin in that for right now. Um, Jupiter is a money attractor. As I said before, luck, luck, and abundance, honey. Jupiter, money just comes to Jupiter. It flows so quickly and easily, and it's amazing. I love it. Um, Jupiter is a symbol of things coming to us with ease and grace without us not necess- without us not having to work for it as much. So like Saturn Saturn makes you work. Saturn is like no bitch, you're going to figure everything out and it's going to be amazing and when you get there, you're going to get there, but you're going to take your time doing it. And you're going to work really 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 hard for it. And Jupiter's like, oh, you want that? Here, honey, no problem. Jupiter's like, what else you want? We got plenty. We got time. Tell me, tell me, tell me, right? So that's the difference. And Jupiter has spent so much concentrated time with Saturn, right? We had Jupiter and Saturn in Capricorn, and then we had Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius. And Jupiter has had to dumb down his energy, not his vibration, but his energy to match that of Saturn as they are so aggressively different. You know, so these past years, Jupiter has had to be silenced almost and serious almost because we had so many Saturnian lessons to learn. Shout out to uh, the Saturn and Capricorn babies. Our Saturn returns were rough. (laughs) So Jupiter kind of had to take a backseat and let Saturn do, do its thing. So now Jupiter has this space to breathe and to stretch and 
to really express himself in the way that he wants. And he is able to do that with ease, flexibility, and grace in the sign of Pisces. So one thing I do want to note about Jupiter is Jupiter is flighty, much like the sign of Sagittarius. Again, you know, these planets are chosen for rulers of these signs for a reason. So if you're ever trying to think about Jupiterian characteristics, think about Sagittarius characteristics and even Pisces characteristics and vice versa. So if you don't put Jupiter's powers, Jupiter's work, Jupiter's Jupiter's juice, if you don't put Jupiter's juice in place, right, if you don't utilize the energy that's being given to you, this energy will leave as quick as it came. Jupiter's on to the next one. Um, what does that mean, Ash? Okay, for example, if Jupiter's in Pisces right now, let's say Jupiter is transiting your second house. That's a good one. The second house is the house of possessions and money and saving and what's mine and all of that, right? So a Jupiter transit in the second house may look like you getting a lot of money. It may look like you having the potential to invest some money, whether it be in your future, the future of your children, whether it be in your business, whether it be to go on a trip, whatever that is. Uh, Jupiter transiting the second house, especially in Pisces, that to me looks like a lot of fun energy around money. But let's say you get a bunch of money, you know, and this is how Jupiter works. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of money just came out of nowhere and you're like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. I want all of this. But you hoard it because, you know, it's second house shit. Second house shit is like, it's mine. Nobody can touch it, right? So you hoard it and you don't invest it. You don't do anything with it. You don't go on vacations. You do nothing for yourself. Well, you're not working with that Jupiter energy. And then out of nowhere, six months from now or something, the money needs to get spent on something else you weren't even, you weren't even paying attention to. It wasn't even a thing. Do you know what I mean? I hope that makes sense for you guys out there. The point is, if Jupiter is transiting the second house of money and possessions and finances and you're being gifted a lump sum of money by chance or dare I say luck, then maybe utilize it to remodel your kitchen because you've been wanting to do that for months instead of hoarding onto it and having a woe is me, a scarcity mentality around it. Jupiter's lesson for you is that there's always more money where that comes from. The lesson for you is that money is, is abundant and all you have to do is ask for more. You didn't understand the assignment because you chose to hoard it. So then it goes away with something way less fun. Hopefully that makes sense. So with that being said, I want you guys to go look at your birth chart and find where Pisces is on your chart. And the inner circles around your birth chart, you know, it's it's a big circle and the outer circles have the zodiac sign and the inner circles have the numbers. The numbers are the houses. Whatever house Pisces is in is the house that Jupiter is going to be transiting for you. 
that's going to be your area of focus for the majority of the year. Okay. So before we move on to Pisces, just a little bit about the mythology of Jupiter. If any of you all listening don't know this, now you do. A lot, if not all, I'm going to go ahead and say all of astrology is coincides very much so with mythology. It's actually quite fascinating to understand why certain asteroids are their names, why certain planets are their names. Um, Maybe we can do that uh, as a later episode in the season. So the mythology behind Jupiter is that Jupiter ruled the heavens and was considered the god of gods. He's symbolic of honor, good faith, and wisdom. Jupiter is like this Titan, you know, this big boy, this don't fuck with me, but I swear I'm sweet sort of vibe. And doesn't that make sense, though, as Jupiter is the biggest planet in our solar system? So you look to the mythology, or if we have any mythology buffs out there, you can understand a ton about astrology if you know a lot about mythology and vice versa. Little tidbit for you. So let's talk a little bit about Pisces. So Pisces is our water sign, okay? It is symbolic. It's the fish. That's how we all know Pisces, the fish swimming. Normally it's two fish. Um, Oftentimes they're koi. Pisces is about trusting and your intuition and your feelings, right? Pisces seeks spiritual ascension, really at the core, at the heart of what the energy of Pisces looks like. Pisces is super ethereal and dreamy and astral. Pisces is super compassionate and empathic and oftentimes misunderstood. And because of that misunderstanding, it's almost like there's a disconnect that Pisces has with the physicality of the world today. Pisces only wants ascension. And Pisces oftentimes is caught daydreaming or in la-la land because they are so connected to their crown the crown chakra. They're so connected to other worlds. A lot of people with heavy Pisces placements, they may have been really accustomed to seeing people or beings in other dimensions, especially as children. Angelic beings, the greys, ETs, all of that. Uh, People that have passed on. That's normalcy for somebody with Pisces energy, right? Especially a ton of it. Uh, Again, their third eye and their crown can sometimes be so open, can be so open that they have problems with balance. They have problems remembering, hey, I live here, I live on Earth, and creating connections with people in that way. Pisces energy can also get taken advantage of. 
uh, because they will give the clothes off their back to somebody who doesn't deserve it. They will go without so somebody can go with. Incredibly compassionate, um, super, super heart-centered. But again, having problems sort of being able to balance out what they need versus the need of the other, right? So some key words when you're when you're talking or thinking about Pisces energy in general, whether you're with clients or you're just looking at the chart or whatnot, Pisces is a feminine sign. It is a mutable sign as well, and it's a water sign. So mutable energy in general, they can deal with change much better than the fixed energy can and even better than the cardinal energy can. Mutable sign, Sagittarius is also a mutable sign, both ruled by Jupiter, not on accident. Um, Mutable energy can fluidly move through change and, and be okay with what's coming next without there being too much of an issue. Pisces energy keywords, receptive, intuitive, Emotional, imaginative, romantic, mystical, adaptable. The the two fishes that are the symbol for Pisces, they're tied to one another in opposite directions. So it's almost like one can't see the other. The fish, they are indicative of hidden depths of shifting emotional currents. What does that mean? It means literally shifting emotional currents. It means Pisces energy and the two fish. They're they're indicative of shifting and moving their feelings rather quickly. Okay. Um, the, The fish symbolize conflicting desires and they can also be indicative of, you know, again, extreme emotions. One thing about Pisces is that they are, they're very emotional signs. So they can get just as angry as they can get compassionate, you know, especially maybe not even fully understanding something. Their dominant word for Pisces is I believe. Pisces runs off belief. Very much like Jupiter who runs off blind faith, like I mentioned before. Pisces doesn't need to see anything. It's not seeing is believing. It's believing is seeing. And Pisces, uh, their stone is aquamarine. And uh, aquamarine is a fantastic stone for the throat chakra. Pisces being able to not just believe what they see or what they want, but also being able to speak it and finding a surety about themselves that is one of the things that Pisces needs to work on in in whatever incarnation they're in. Being able to speak their truth with authority and clarity. Pisces sometimes just can't even be bothered with speaking their truth. They're, They're too busy in the clouds. They're too busy astral projecting. They're too busy connecting with the angelic realm, you know? they They just can't be bothered. So it's kind of about... It's about evening out the playing field, if that makes sense. So um, Jupiter isn't domicile. That's domicile with Pisces. 
What does that mean? It means that their energies work in harmony together, like I said before. Some planets like certain signs better than others. Some planets are indifferent to certain signs, and some planets can't fucking stand, hate certain signs, right? And there's whole charts for this. Uh, the chart, it's an essential dignities chart. Essential dignities chart. If that interests you, it is a whole wormhole in astrology. If you are an astrology beginner, it may be a little overwhelming. Just know exactly what I said. Some planets love certain signs. Some planets are indifferent to certain signs and some planets hate certain signs. Jupiter loves being in Pisces. So in general, for all of us, this is going to be a really great transit. Specifically for my Sagittarius babies, you guys are going to be living your best life this year. Living your best life. Why? Because... You've got Jupiter sitting at home, his second home in Pisces, number one. Pisces and Sagittarius have an interesting affair together. They fuck with each other, if you will. But what the kicker is, when Jupiter decides to move into Aries, Jupiter moves into another fire sign, a friend of Sagittarius. So all year long, Sagittarius is benefiting from Jupiter's transits and Jupiter's walking abouts in the cosmos, which is fantastic, right? So my Sagittarius people, rising sun or moon, Make sure that you guys are really digging into this transit. Make sure for the first part of it, you are really calling in how the hell you want to develop yourself spiritually. What sort of spiritual awareness are you working on? Do you want to develop one of your clairs more? Do you want to trust in your channeled messages more? Do you want to reconnect with your ancestors more? Do you want to remember your dreams Pisces energy is really connected to dreams. What is it that you really want to work on? And then when Jupiter enters Aries, Aries is this, you know, let's go fucking get it sort of sign. Like, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's pull the fucking trigger. Hoorah! Like, that's Aries energy, right? So Jupiter entering Aries, Jupiter's like, let's go. The energy's a bit quicker and more fast-paced than Pisces was, but Jupiter can keep up as Jupiter loves the dynamic energy of the fire sign. So Sagittarius says, this is a really good time for you to get it, get it, right? Get it, get it right? <laughs> uh, I love it. So I want to segue a little bit into talking about Jupiter and Neptune saying hello to each other while Jupiter's in Pisces. So Neptune, as I said before, is a co-ruler of Pisces. And if you know anything about Neptune, then you know why. And for those of you who don't, we'll break it down a little bit. Neptune is, I love to describe Neptune as the planet that's at the rave who just did some candy flipping. That is to say, just like ate some shrooms and did some acid and they're smoking a blunt, watching Skrillex with sunglasses on at two in the morning. That's Neptune. They are here to fucking party. But Neptune has a way of... Neptune is also the planet of illusion. 
That's what I'm getting at. Neptune is the planet of illusion, of dreams, of intuition, water as well. But there's also an aspect of Neptune that doesn't quite let you see what's actually there. Okay. So Neptune enters Pisces, is into Pisces now, currently. And right around April, I believe... Right around April, Neptune and Pisces conjunct. What does conjunct mean? It means they're going to be right on top of each other, directly on top of each other. So when two planets are conjunct, they share energy. One cannot function without the other and vice versa. So there's this pocket of time when these two are conjunct where they are literally working together or fighting each other. And when I say fighting each other, I mean it really depends on a case-by-case basis on what's actually going on in your life. But what I mean to say is that Jupiter is that truth seeker. Remember I told you to put that in your back pocket for later. Well, it's later. Jupiter, one of the, the highest ways that Jupiter can express itself as an energetic body as a planetary body, is by finding truth and looking for it and becoming it and embodying it, no matter how many feathers Jupiter has to ruffle. And Neptune is all about hiding truth because Neptune can't be bothered. He's trying to watch the show. So in April, it's going to be interesting to see how these two planets coming together play out in your life and in the life of the collective. Let's not forget, in the background, we've got the Pluto return of the United States going on. More on that in episode two. But we've got these two, you know, gigantic planets hanging out together in this in this compassionate sign of Pisces and all Pisces wants is love, right? So Pisces is really no help at organizing the mess, if you will. So there is an air, there may be an air of us not seeing things all the way clear around April, and that's okay because everything is a lesson and, and every spot, everywhere we grow in some way, shape, or form. So this isn't said to be scary or to make you worry or sit in a pocket of fear because you have to remember, this could be, this could be, I'm not seeing things clearly my husband is having an affair and I'm seeing text messages, but I don't want to see them. Or this could be, I've been giving, I've been given everything on my lap to build this thing that I really want to build, but I'm too afraid to build it because I think I can't do it. You're not seeing things clearly. You know what I mean? So I would urge you all to assess, all of you, no matter your signs, to assess where your life is at currently right now, especially in the house that Jupiter is in. Let's not forget, assess where your life is at currently. And over, you know, the rest of winter and as we get into spring, 
Where is it then? And where do you want to be? And what is holding you back from getting there? I think it would be interesting for you to take an assessment of what's happening. And that way, you'll be able to find where this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction may be lurking. Sometimes things, especially when you're working with astrology, sometimes things aren't always as obvious as we think they should be. So keep that in mind. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about the tarot card associated with Jupiter entering Pisces. And it is the Nine of Cups. So for anybody who doesn't know any tarot at all, um, I will be dabbling tarot throughout the episodes this season. You know, little segue. Yeah, this podcast is going to be about tarot, astrology, lightworkers, starseeds, shadowworkers, magical practices, meditation, Reiki energy, energy moving, anything you could think of as I'm quite the eclectic person. I'm just a very eclectic person and my my practice is super eclectic as well. And so in developing this podcast, the one thing that I didn't want to do was to put our energy in a box. So with that being said, we'll be sprinkling some tarot. And I really wanted to talk about the Nine of Cups today. So Cups in Tarot is about emotions, heart chakra stuff, water signs, all of that, right? Cups, what I love to say is Cups is about what we love, who we love, and how we love in a nutshell. And nines in numerology end a cycle and tens begin a new one. The Nine of Cups in Tarot is affectionately known as the Wish Card, It is a reminder that we can have whatever the fuck we want, right? So the card in a nutshell is wish fulfillment. And sometimes we need this reminder. Sometimes we forget how fucking dope and powerful we are. Sometimes we forget that we are literally manifestors and we forget that we are reflections of source. And whenever the nine of cups comes up for you in a reading, it's a reminder that you are the alchemist, the magician, and the sage, You're all of it in one. And sometimes you may be a different vibration or a lower vibration. And sometimes you may be a higher vibration and all of that. But at the end of the day, you are literally the magician, the alchemist, and the sage. And you create whatever you want to create, right? This card is, is literally embodies whatever it is you've been waiting for and hoping for will be manifested soon. And... It goes back to Jupiter and the blind faith that Jupiter has in the motherfucking plan. Like just the blind faith, right? Jupiter is just like, we got this. 
We're going to do it. I'm going to show you how we're going to do it. You might not know quite yet, but it's okay. You will know soon. And that's the vibe of the Nine of Cups. It's a fantastic card to represent and be indicative of Jupiter and Pisces, right? There's also an aspect of it that is not focused on others, but focused on your own joy and well-being. And that's kind of a nod to Pisces energy as Pisces is so focused on others that Pisces forgets about their own joy and well-being. Pisces forgets that part of the assignment. Pisces forgets that part of the plan. And Nine of Cups is like, hey, you deserve to be happy too. Let me show you how. It's easy. Just have faith. Right? So um, Rachel Pollack uh, has a fantastic quote um, in regards to this card, the Nine of Cups. And uh, she wrote 78 Degrees of Wisdom. And it's nothing can serve us better than a simple good time. How, How perfect, how Jupiterian, right? And she was saying that in regards to the Nine of Cups and in regards to Jupiter. As Jupiter works on energy, I mean, all the planets do, don't they, Ash? Yeah, they do. They do. But when I say Jupiter works on energy, I mean, Jupiter feels into a situation and makes his next move based on that feeling. Jupiter doesn't think about plans and the the long goal and what happens next like, like Saturn does, right? Saturn, Father Time. Jupiter isn't always thinking about the next bright idea like Mercury, right? Jupiter isn't aggressively enveloped in their pleasure like Venus, right? Jupiter feels out the situation and makes his next move based on that feeling. So nothing can serve us better than a simple good time because that good time will elevate the next move. It's a whole vibe, guys. Jupiter and Pisces is a whole fucking vibe. And of course, we're going to have highs and lows. This is this is the world. Earth is a space of duality. So it's not to say that I'm over here just like pumping your head up, filled with stuff on how amazing Jupiter and Pisces is going to be. Like I told you, that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction may be a little dicey. I did tell you that. It may be amazing for some of you. It may be more dicey for others of you. It, it, I, you know, I have to look at the whole chart around the time, but off the top of my dome, off the top of my head, it may be a little harder for those earth signs who need stability because everything about that, Jupiter on top of um, Neptune in Pisces, screams instability, screams it from the fucking mountaintops. So... God bless you, Taurus. God bless you, Virgo. God bless you, Scorpio, too. And Taurus and Scorpio, it's your guys' turn for the eclipses in 2022. So God bless on that. Um, But yeah, so going back to what I was saying, this is going to be a whole vibe in the best way. We just prepare for it in every way we can. And, And like I said, the main overarching theme of this is faith and happiness. That's really what it comes down to. Stop second guessing yourself and just fucking go with it. Um, 
some ways for you guys to make the most of this transit. Put the nine of cups on your altar. Put the nine of cups on your refrigerator, right? They do have tarot magnets. Sleep with the nine of cups. Really connect with the card, right? Connect with it. The more you get to know the tarot, especially when it comes to astrological correspondences, the more aware you are of how to move through said correspondences. Um, journal to Jupiter. I kind of mentioned this earlier. Write a letter to Jupiter. What do you want to say to him, to her, to them? What desires would you like from Jupiter? What outcomes do you foresee working with Jupiter? Write Jupiter a letter. I'm sure Jupiter would appreciate it. Create shorter and longer goals for yourself based on the house that Jupiter will transit for you for the year. So if Jupiter's transiting your seventh house, we can create short-term goals around our relationships, whether they're platonic or romantic. And then we can create long-term goals for our relationships. Where do you want these said relationships to be at at the end of the year? What sorts of things would you like to work on to be a better partner, friend, parent, teacher, whatever the case may be? Take a course. Take a course on intuition development, on psychic development. Take a course on opening up your third eye, your crown chakra, any of that. Anything you guys do to level up your spiritual awareness is honoring this transit. Anything. Even if that's meditating for an extra five minutes a day. Anything. Jupiter will thank you. Jupiter will thank you. So... I will tell you guys why this is so near and dear to my heart. So I, again, I'm a Sagittarius sun. So there's that. Jupiter plays a big role in my chart. But Jupiter's also in my first house. So Jupiter's on my ascendant conjunct my Chiron. Heavy placement. Heavy placement. Pisces is also my midheaven in the ninth house, the house of expansion, right? Expansion, asking questions, higher learning, education, the whole nine. And your midheaven often shows what you should be doing for work. A Pisces midheaven, I should be doing exactly what I am doing, my, my work in spirituality and furthering my reach for the collective and helping other starseeds wake up. So this is all right on par for me. So Jupiter playing this heavy role in my chart, for me, it's like, okay, girlfriend, what are we doing? How are we doing it? Let's fucking go. Let's pull the trigger. So I would urge you all to really, really, really make a point to connect with this beautiful planet this year. As Jupiter is in Pisces and Aries and then back in Pisces again, make a point to love your fire sign friends, your Sagittarius friends. Make a point to invite change into your life if you're somebody who kind of needs to move a bit slower through change and take your time through change. Make a point to really connect with your spiritual development and working with your ancestors and working with your altar. Clean your altar, people. Clean your altar. So, yeah, make a point to just get really Jupiterian in it, babe. That's the point. That is the point. So, yes, this was our first episode. So, so, so exciting. I'm so happy to have you guys here. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you in episode two. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, don't be shy. Leave me a five-star review. I read every single review and appreciate every single one. Every time you leave a review, it furthers the reach of my work and helps others find the podcast. So do me a solid and leave one. Did you learn something new today? Do you want to keep learning about the many different parts and levels of spiritual development? Well, I've got something juicy for you. It's not too late to join the waitlist for the Lightworkers Academy. Yes, the Lightworkers Academy. How exciting. The Lightworkers Academy is a community devoted to the development of spiritual awareness through the study of divination and light code activation. In this exclusive school, we're going to be covering everything from ritual, moon magic, to starseed origins. We're going to be covering what it means to be a light worker. There's going to be bonus podcast episodes in there, bonus YouTube episodes, a tarot lotto. It is a whole vibe. The doors open soon, so you better get on the wait list while you still can. The link is in the show notes. Talk to you soon, babe.